Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Buchanan misses. Cleveland has a rebound. He lays it off for Nigel Pack. Pack dribbles into the lane. Up for O'Meara and a slam dunk. Nigel Pack with a big smile on his face. And O'Meara slams it home. I think Nigel Pack is enjoying being the distributor tonight as much as anything. 101-60, the victory on opening night for the University of Miami. So a good way to start the year. And we... Say hello to University of Miami head coach Jim Larinaga. Coach L, congrats and... uh, Welcome back to the Hurricane Hotline. Hi, Josie. Uh, thanks for having me. And, yeah, it was a good way to start the season last night. Yeah, what were your um, your overall thoughts? Uh, my, my, my initial thought was uh, I was watching Speed Racer. You guys, uh, your team got up and down the floor in a hurry. Well, you know, as we've talked about these last few seasons, we're not very tall. And you got to take advantage of your strengths. And one of our strengths is playing in the open court. Last season, Ken Palm, who has a website that ranks every category in basketball and in transition efficiency and points, we ranked number one in both categories. We were the most efficient team and we scored the most points. So, we want to continue in that direction, Joe, and I think our fans enjoy our style of basketball, and I thought we had a really nice turnout of students last night, and hopefully this Friday when we play uh, the University of Central Florida, we'll be uh, raising the Final Four banner about uh, 20 minutes before tip-off, and hopefully we'll have a, a sellout crowd on hand to watch our guys play. Yeah. Should be a great game. Yeah, I thought the crowd was uh, was good for the opening night game. Uh, very engaged. Uh, I thought your team played again with a, a lot of joy. I mentioned this to you earlier today. That one of the things I really enjoy watching, and um, it's just the way your team handles communication, the way you speak with your team, the way they talk to you during the game. Uh, it just seems to me that it's very analytical. There's not a lot of, there's never any finger pointing or anything like that, and there are always a lot of smiles. So I think uh, you guys are mastering that communication part of the game. Well, I, I appreciate that's a very fine compliment. And, uh, you know, a lot of things happen during the course of a game, and if you get all emotional and you're screaming at your players, you know, oftentimes the message is not received very well. In fact, they don't receive the message they're, they're, they're uh, hung up on the way the message was delivered. So we try to be very poised throughout the game. Uh, 
uh, calm and send very, very simple messages. Like last night, uh, we wanted uh, Bensley Joseph to really pressure the other team's point guard. NJIT had a freshman point guard, very, very good player. He won three state championships as a, a high school player. But we wanted to keep pressure on him. We did. Bensley did a great job. And then they had a couple of outstanding three-point shooters at the wing. And we had to figure out who was going to guard who. And so we told Nigel Pack and Wooga Poplar, you know, who was going to match up with who to start the game, but told them also in all likelihood uh, they were going to have to switch at some point during the game, and they did. Nigel started on Hess, and then Wooga went to him. And that gives Hess you know, two different kinds of defenders. Nigel is small and quick and, you know, chased him down. But Wooger's a little more athletic, a little bigger and stronger. So um, where my staff and I are trying to make constant changes in the strategy, but very, very simple and subtle changes. When you make those changes, does it make coaching easier or more enjoyable when you say to uh, Nigel or Wooga or Norchad, we have to do or you have to do X, Y, and Z, and you get a very salient response from them? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll give you an example. We don't give them X, Y, and Z. We give them X. <laughs> you can't give them too many things to think about, Joe. You give them three things to think about, they forget two of them anyway, so we just focus on the one. But that that's the, the very simple idea, you know. Uh, when when uh, Michael Nowako uh, is in practice, I, I, I'm constantly reminding him that in in the college game, officials are taught to look for very specific things. And if he does the things that I'm seeing in practice, we're trying to correct that habit right now, but he, the person who has to correct it is him. We can remind him, can talk to him about it, we can give him the right strategy, but he has to correct it. And the first thing that happened, Michael went into the game, he gets two points looking good, and then he tries to post up, they call for a foul, and then he's a little late in uh, helping and pushes the guy, gets called for another foul. So uh, if, you, if you use your hands instead of your feet, uh, you're, you're going to end up in foul trouble. And we had ended up with Michael Nowako and Norshad O'Meara on the bench in the first half. We ended up going with A.J. Casey and, and uh, Matthew Cleveland as our 4-5 men. And thank goodness both of those guys played extremely well. And they helped us build a 20-point lead at the half. Matt Cleveland, 16 points, 10 rebounds, hit the boards really hard. The intangible that I noticed was it seemed to me that he very much enjoyed his debut, uh, enjoyed playing with his new teammates. Uh, what are your thoughts on how he's been incorporated into your program and maybe some of your expectations going forward? Oh, he got off to a great start. He almost had a double-double at halftime. I think he had 11 <laughs> points and nine rebounds. So, uh, you know, he's he's got some big shoes to fill. Everybody loved uh, playing with and admired uh, the job that Jordan Miller did. And so when Jordan graduated and moved on to the NBA, we were looking for someone who had some of those same qualities. You, you, you're not going to find a clone 
Uh, guys, the players are all different. They all have slightly different games. But you're looking for some similarities that fit our team culture. And one of the things we were looking for in a player was someone who was fast and athletic, could rebound, could shoot the three, and was a real competitor and was very unselfish. That's a lot of qualities to look for in one guy. But we felt like Matthew Cleveland had those qualities. So we went after him very hard. We actually, Coach Courtney told me, okay, Coach, we got to go to Tallahassee to recruit Matthew Cleveland. I said, <laughs> what? So we went not just once but twice, and it worked. And, and uh, Matthew's here, and I think he's off to a great start. I thought it was uh, interesting to note Wooga Poplar, who uh, you've spoken about during the offseason, really his first game as maybe the as a centerpiece player. He gets a career-high 21 points. He makes five three-pointers, just one short of his career-high from three-point range. And then when the game was over, 10 minutes after the game, I look, and he's out on the floor shooting again. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> – hey, Joe – but you need to tell me that that night so I can send him home to rest. I was going to say. <laughs> he, he works so hard. I keep telling him you're going to get injured because your muscles don't have a, a chance to recover. And he keeps pushing himself harder and harder. He's, he's an NBA prospect, but n- no one in the NBA uh, is evaluating someone who's hurt and sitting on the bench. So, um, but Wooga, 21 points last night, that will not be the last time he gets a career high. I can promise you that. He's, he's got all the tools to score at a very, very high level. From three-point range, from, from two-point range with pull-up jumpers, driving layups, fast-break layups, and he's an excellent free-throw shooter. And on this Friday, Joe, we got to get to the foul line because that's a uh, – uh, got to be a big part of our strategy come Friday night. Right. Yep. Um, Norchad, you talked about the foul trouble he got into, but he, uh, an extra dimension this year, uh, stepping back, making a couple of threes, and then also the way he and Matt Cleveland handle the ball in the break, man, alive. They get down the floor in a hurry. And uh, when Norchad's coming at you full speed, that's pretty uh, pretty interesting to watch. Well, again, against the um... – a uh, team like uh, NJIT, we felt like you know, uh, one of the advantages we have is with Norshad and Matthew Cleveland's ability to rebound and, and go with the ball. Um, I think some nights that'll be very effective. Some nights the opponent is very, very good at attacking the ball handler, and that, that'll be a challenge for them. So they're going to have to be very selective and smart about their ball handling and passing in transition. But we're very, very excited about uh, what they did last night. Uh, college basketball got underway. Uh, there was uh, one upset uh, with Michigan State, but what, what, what are your thoughts this season of the uh, ACC, some of the challenges there? Um, you know, the, the narrative about the ACC the last couple of years, I think it's been a little bit unfair. What are your thoughts on – where the league is going to be this season? Well, I think the league is going to be much improved, and it starts with last night. Uh, the league went 14-0, I think, for the first time. And 
we're the only league that went undefeated. So I think we're we're getting off to a good start. We've got a lot of very challenging games in these next two weeks. If you look at our schedule, we have Central Florida, a team that in the last two years, Joe, you've been there courtside, uh, one-point games. You know, do you remember how the game ended last year? Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, they were going to inbound the ball, right? And then uh, didn't he step out of bounds or so, or missed the shot? But it came down to the last uh, they, play. We were up to with about seven seconds to go. We missed a shot. They ran a fast break and had a dunk. Oh, that's right. We fouled the player on the dunk with one and a half seconds to go. He had two shots at the foul line to tie the game and put it into overtime. He made the first, and he missed the second, but the ball got knocked out of bounds off right. of us. So it was Central Florida's ball with a second and a half to go, and uh, they could hit a two or a three to win the game. Instead, I called the referee over and told him, hey, that the clock never started. Can you check and see how long it took and reduce the, the amount of time by how long the, the ball was inbounds? Because there was a fight for the rebound before it went out of bounds. So the referee got his stopwatch out, looked at the video, and instead of them inbounding the ball, the game was over. Right. The, the 1.5 seconds had elapsed while uh, the clock had not started, and so we walked out of there with the win. Right. The year before, Central Florida came up to our place and shot lights out and uh, beat us at home, one of the few losses. So... Um, you know, this team and our team matches up very well. It should be a great and exciting game. And then after that, Joe, we've got a Florida International, a local school that we know very well. And then we travel to the Bahamas. We play Georgia, an SEC team, and then either Providence, a Big East team, or Kansas State, a Big 12 team. We return and go to Kentucky, another SEC team. So <laughs> the schedule is very, very tough right now. Yeah. Um, you were picked in the, I guess it was two weeks, a couple of weeks ago, they had the ACC uh, uh, preseason um, press gathering and all that. And uh, highest that you've ever been picked in the ACC for the preseason, pick number two. Yeah. Well, we were picked 12 two years ago. <laughs> and we went to the Elite Eight last year. We picked fourth. So I'm not sure how much those preseason polls really are accurate. I mean, they just don't know. I think the reason they have a preseason poll is so the media can generate some interest in the season, and they always pick the teams that finished strong the year before. Last year, who was picked to win the league and and win the national championship? Uh, Carolina. North Carolina, yeah, and last right. year they didn't make the NCAA tournament. So right. preseason polls don't really mean much. It's how, first of all, how well you play, how healthy you stay, and how you match up with the uh, opponent, when you play them, where you play them. Um, I, I asked you about Norchad a moment ago. Uh, is he even stronger this year? Because uh, last year in games, one of the things about Norchad – when it comes to rebounding that I notice maybe early in the game, 
You know, teams would be cozy up with him. But uh, maybe to use a football analogy, by the end of the game, a big fullback nobody wants to tackle. By the end of the game, nobody wanted to rebound with him. Well, he's relentless. I said he's probably the best rebounder in the country. He might not lead the country in rebounding, but I don't think anybody goes after the ball as hard as he does. And he's just so strong and athletic, long arms, great jumping ability. But it's his tenacious attitude. He's got a gift. He really loves to rebound. And you have a, a new uh, point guard this season, sort of. Bensley Joseph always plays with a great smile on his face. He uh, had nine points in the opening night game, but I thought uh, he, he does what he does. He did what he does best, uh, real pest on defense, and then handled the ball very well. Yeah, he, his on-ball defense is going to be a huge key for us all season long, and his ability to stretch the defense by nailing uh, timely threes. He's an excellent three-point shooter. I've encouraged him to look for that shot more. Uh, I think our team is sharing the ball well enough that he's going to get some excellent looks. And uh, his ball handling, sharing the ball, guarding the ball, and nailing threes, big, big part of his game, which makes us a much better team. Uh, I do want to acknowledge, and you mentioned it a couple times, you are going to have a final four banner inside the Wasco Center. You have an Elite Eight banner. We've got them all. Sweet 16, Elite Eight, and now a final four banner will be hanging uh, inside the Wasco Center, which uh, I think, first of all, is uh, mind-boggling and incredible. And uh, I'm still, I think, uh, soaring over the fact that you went to the final four a year ago. But what what, what will that mean to your program now that uh, people can look up there and see a final four banner? Well, first of all, I hope they come and watch us raise the banner on Friday night. They need to get there early. It'll be uh, probably 20 minutes before tip-off. Tip-off is 7 o'clock, so people get there at uh, 6.40. will have a chance to watch us raise the banner. And basically, Joe, what it means is over the last 12 years since my staff and I arrived here in Coral Gables, We've tried to build a tradition that our fans will love, that our students will love, and get into the Sweet 16, then get to the Elite Eight, then get to the Final Four. We just keep heading in the right direction, and hopefully this will be another great season. Was it uh, different for you in the offseason, talking with recruits or transfer portal, uh, potential uh, transfer portal players? Uh, did they recognize the, the Final Four run? Yeah, the challenge for me and my staff is to find the players that fit our culture. And by that, I mean, in Matthew Cleveland, can he fill the role of a a Jordan Miller? Who can fill Isaiah Wong's role? Because when when a player graduates and moves on, you got to find someone who's at least as good or better in order to be good again the following year. So... It's a challenge. You don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to sign a, a transfer who comes with the wrong attitude. All he cares about is his points. Um, and fortunately, we've had great transfers. Uh, you have such great chemistry on your team. I think as we kind of, kind of part of the conversation we started with, the chemistry on your team is, uh, is just so good that uh, I would imagine adding extra parts that is – 
the challenge because you have such great chemistry with your with your squad? Well, one of the things we've been able to do over the years is help players improve. So a guy like Isaiah Wong, who, you know, was a decent freshman, played some, but, you know, the difference in him from his freshman year to the senior year is, you know, astronomical. His improvement was incredible. He, he went from being a decent sub to ACC player of the year. So we're hoping that that progress will be made by this year's sophomores, Christian Watson and A.J. Casey. They, they've taken another step forward. And then also our freshman, uh, Keyshawn George, who played last night, thought he did a, uh, a respectable job. Michael Nowako, who I thought did a really good job in parts of the game. And then uh, Paul Jobay, who got in towards the end and, and did a pretty nice job. So we've got to got to keep helping the younger guys improve. We got to rely very heavily on the upperclassmen being able to de- deliver the the big punch. Uh, those those upperclassmen have a little bit more responsibility than the younger guys. And then uh, up next, UCF. And this is going to be a track meet. They're as fast as they come. Uh, I don't know. If, do you remember what Darius Johnson did last year? He got hot in the second Darius half. Jo- oh, he did. He was on fire. Yeah. He had either 23 or 24 points. He was nailing threes, driving the ball to the basket. He's a 6-2 point guard, very strong, very aggressive. Heck of a defensive player. Gets a lot of steals. Uh, so that'll be a challenge for Bensley Joseph. And, and then they've, they've got three real big guys, Omar Payne, who's a transfer. He's 6'10". And, and then they got Diallo. I think he's like seven, one. Um, and, and another big guy, uh, who's huge as well. So that, that, uh, three big men that they can rotate and, and keep someone really big guarding the basket makes it a real challenge. So uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll uh, play well again and uh, hopefully uh, come away with a victory, but we're going to need a a really good home crowd cheering us on because uh, I'm, I'm telling you, Joe, the last two years we played this team, They've been a battle from start to finish. Mm-hmm. They're in the Big 12 now as well, so I imagine uh, a win maybe counts for more, right? Because they're a, now they're a Big 12 Power 5 team. Yeah, everybody's saying the Big 12 is the best conference every yeah. year, and they've kind of uh, stolen the ACC's mantle. And uh, we, we, we've got to beat teams like that and establish the ACC early on again all right coach well i look forward to it good start uh on opening night uh great balance a lot of fun went up and down the floor uh thanks for joining us on the show and uh looking forward to uh lots of conversations this season uh thanks joe and as always go canes all right that's uh university of miami head coach jim laranega joining us on the show 
on Friday night, Hurricanes will take on UCF, 7 o'clock tip-off. We'll have the game for you on our alternate station. You move the radio dial a little bit to the right, over to AM 790, 6.30 p.m. pregame, 7 o'clock tip-off. We'll be on Waxy 790, so just a little bit, little twist to the right. And uh, I'm hoping for a fast game because I have a flight to Tallahassee after the basketball game. So, uh... You want to talk about dashing and getting up and down the floor? That's what they'll be doing. I'll be dashing to the airport as soon as the game is over. Uh, perhaps you want to dash to Williamson Buick GMC and get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle in a new Buick or GMC from Williamson. New Buicks and GMCs are arriving daily at Williamson, so this means they are going to absolutely have the new Buick or GMC that you were looking for. On the Buick side... How about an Encore, an Envision, an Enclave, and more? These Buicks are just beautiful to look at. You'll walk into the dealership and uh, your eyes will be spinning. How about on the GMC side, a Yukon, plenty of room for the entire family. The new Yukon allows you to ride in style and comfort, makes a bold statement wherever you go. You want to cover work and cover play? How about the GMC Canyon or the Sierra? These trucks feature bold styling, the latest technology, all with the toughness to get the job done. To get your new Buick or GMC, visit Williamson's beautiful facility, conveniently located on US-1 at 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto, or you can go online at WilliamsonAutomotiveGroup.com. I've said this before, I'll say it again. Nobody understands the customer better than Ed Williamson. I'm not sure that anybody's a bigger Hurricane basketball fan than Ed Williamson and his lovely wife, Carol. So you want to get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle, and experience car buying like never before at Miami's premier luxury dealership, Williamson Buick GMC. Williamson is Miami. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.